let's let's read again the Gemara of the Sugya we're in. It'll take two seconds just to get back into what's going on here. <coughs> we'll start from the first wide line on Lamatasabadalf, which is four lines on the bottom of Lamatasabadalf. Amar Bhibarashi. Pastsnuma bikara. Literally means dry, dried bread in a plate. Like we said last night, the dried part is not what we're here to talk about. It's fine, it's fine bread. What we are here to talk about is the fact that it's sliced. Pastsnuma bikara The Tanakama says, or the first sheet it's not a Tanakh, the first sheet says you make a hamitzi. On sliced bread. No, You need to make a hamoitzi on a shalim. You need to make a hamoitzi on a shalim. Now, Taisus explained along with Ramban that the machlekes here, like we said last night, is not like it sounds from the Gemara, whether or not you make a hamoitzi on sliced bread. That is a given. You make a hamaytzi on sliced bread. It doesn't seem that that's up for debate. What Taisus learns is that it's a machlekes here. Which one do you make on better first? Other. If you have, if you have a sliced piece of bread, do you have to make the bracha on a shalit? The first sheet that said, make the bracha on the sliced piece of bread. <coughs> Go right ahead. Even though it's sliced, you're able to make the bracha on it. The second sheet that says, no, you need to make the bracha on the whole challah. It's an important machlekes. We're going to get back into it tonight after the two dots on Ahmed Beis. But what we're here to discuss right now is the notion that you ever make a hamutzi on a whole bread. Says the Gemara, you never make a hamutzi on a whole bread. Why does Rebchia reject making the brach on the slice? Because by the time you finish the bracha, you're slicing or ripping the whole time. And therefore, by the time the bracha is done, you have a not showing. And that's why I don't want you to make a bracha on that. <laughs> Says the Gemara, even when you're dealing with a whole challah, as you're slicing, as you're slicing, as you're making the bracha, you're also not making a bracha on a whole challah. So therefore, the Gemara really doesn't understand the shita. The first shita was, make a bracha on a sliced piece of bread, because trade, I don't mind. Rabbi didn't like that idea of making a brach on a sliced piece of bread. If you have a shalim available, you should make the brach on a shalim. Ask the Gemara, you're not making a brach on a shalim anyway. By the time you finished, by the time you finished, it's cut anyway. Why is that? Why is that a given? Why is that pashit that you're slicing? Because there's another, this is not a zero-sum game. This is not pashit either way. Because if you don't do anything while you're making a bracha, and you wait to start slicing this crusty, crusty bread till after you finish the bracha, that's an ordeal, and it's going to take a long time, and there's going to be a hefsik. So says the Gemara, 
It's Pashat that you're slicing while you're making the bracha. So then says the Gemara, there is no Maila of a Shalem over a sliced piece of bread because a Shalem, you're slicing as you're going anyway. Elam Rava, Mivarech Vacharkach Rava says, yup, I'm going to change the notion. I'm going to change the given. You should, you should make the bracha without slicing the bread. Which means, not only do I don't think you should make a bracha on a sliced bread if it's available. If a shalim is available, I don't think you should make a bracha on sliced bread. When you make the bracha on the shalim, I don't either. Again, bad English. I don't think either you should be slicing it while you're making the bracha because you defeat the purpose of the shalim. You're losing that mile of having a shalim. So now, Rava staked his claim all the way out there. Don't do a thing till you finish cutting. Now, is Rava the biggest machmer? No. Others will tell you Rava's the biggest makil. Rava, it's not coming for free. This grace of of making a bracha on a shalim doesn't come without cost. It comes at the cost of a massive hefzik between the end of the bracha and when you eat. Who's to say you have to, like, when you start the bracha, it is a shalom, but when you end it, it's not a shalom. Who's to say that the beginning or the end is, makes the difference? It's a good question in general. When, when we talk about things, do we talk about the beginning or the end? For instance, Zman Krishna the Shabbos is 918. Naked. Wait, the second Yeah, the second Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very at the Shul. Who does the say Shema before they come to Shul? Okay, Mr. Blackman, you seem very, very defensive. I'm sorry to stare you. Sorry to stare your Kakash Farandavan. Your Kakash Fres and Farandavan and Mitnes and Shema. Oh, sorry. First you have the Kakash, then you say Shema, and then you go to Shul. Okay. No? Yeah. Like, like the Mr. Brewer says. So do you have to finish my banana team? Do you have to start my banana team? Finish. Even though you know, we said we said way back in the day, the Gemara said that, that Bilam tried cursing Yisrael in the one second that Hashem gets mad. Hashem gets mad in one, you know, in a nanosecond. Literally, it's one sixty thousandth of an hour, which is a nanosecond. So Tyson's asked, like, which curse? Can you get in? in? You know, I feel George Harvey just got that curse. Did he get a in, in, in like in a nanosecond? Which curse could you get in a nanosecond? So Taisa said you start the curse in the nanosecond and then it counts. But I don't think we pass them like that other places. We go after finishing. So says the Gemara, Nardai Avdi Kirbchia. Nardai, meaning after Rava just said his Chumra, the Gemara says, well, Nardai did like Rabchia. Does that mean to say that Nardoi was fry? No. Nardoi said, I'm more makbid on the hefzik after the bracha. And what's going to cost me? It's going to cost me that I won't finish the bracha on the shalim. Which means there's two sides here. There's two sides here. Rava is staking out the furthest chumrah as far as shalim and the biggest kula as far as hefzik. Rebchia is staking out the biggest kula as far as, or the medium kula as far as shalim, that it's shalim when you start, not shalim when you finish, but he's being more machmer in hefsik. Rabbonin avdi kirovah. 
the Rabbanan did like Rava that they kept the Chalim the whole time. Amr Ravina, Ravina said, Amr aim. My mother told me, Avich, your father, which means my father, but I'm quoting her. She said, your father, Avid that the bracha should be finished with the bread, but you're cutting it the whole time. For Rabbanan Avdi Kirava, like we said, the Gemara ends off the halachas like bracha, that you make the whole bracha and then you and then you then you um, cut the bread. Again, big big chumra and shalem, big big kula and hefsik. In it's just going to get weirder from here. Taisvis says in the top Taisvis ve'elchasa kerava to mavarech achach b'tzeya. Pirish shleyafr shaprusi. You shouldn't slice off a slice min apas at achar abracha. V'yeish shenegin levarich berchas amaytzi kaidim sheyachdech. Some people are 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 neig like this, like we just said that they make the whole mitzvah before they cut. K'deshe apas shleima b'shas bracha. So the bread should be whole, which is what the Gemara just said. Taisa says, "Nah, vena vena minig nachin lasis." Taisa's like the. You know, the Gemara says, the Gemara says, the halacha's like that. Minig's not like that. The Elam's not like that one. Taisa says this. Really? The Elam waits? No way. But, Miu, Davi has sechadas, ben abrach l'achila, because it's too much hefsik between the end of the bracha and eating. You're sawing away at the challah. Miu says, Taisa says, B'Shabbos nachem l'achmer l'varech, kerem sh'yachtech, sh'litishma d'yadu l'vtsayah. On Shabbos, you should, you should wait because you need two full Lechemishnas. So Taisus ignores the Gemara. Again, there's two sides here. I keep saying there's a side of being Machmir as far as Shalem comes at the expense of being Machmir in the Hefzik. Then there's the side being Machmir in the Hefzik, start cutting early at the expense of Shalem. Taisus says, I don't care that the Gemara says make on a shalim and then cut for Hefzik's sake. I don't care about that. During the week, says Taisus, ignore that. On Shabbos, on Shabbos you should do what the Gemara says, you should wait. Well, the uh, Taisus fives on the Gemara, the Taz fives on Taisus. The Taz says, in no way, Vada, he says, Vada lehave Hefzik. Even midi, even midi the Taz says it is absolutely no problem to slice the challah after you make the bracha. So the Taz rejects Taisus, which I guess I said is weird because Taisus is rejecting the Gemara. So the Taz is in good company by rejecting Taisus. And the Taz is on solid ground. We know that whenever you're involved in something, it's not a hefsik. You know, for instance, Erev Pesach, you do B'dikas Chavetz. So you make the bracha, depending on how big your house is and how, and how well your wife cleaned and how serious you take B'dikas Chavetz. But it's at least a 15-minute job, even in like, you know, the, you know, the quickest house. And in some houses, a six-hour job. Was that a hefsik? No. You're cleaning the whole time. You're searching the whole time for Chavetz. So says the Taz, how is cutting challah a hefsik in the bracha and the achila. That's, that's a chilek of the achila. <coughs> Are you also telling me I have, to, I have to have a huge mouth and I have to eat all the shear at once? No. 
I'm involved in the mitzvah. I'm doing it at my pace. The Mishnah says in Chulin, If you have a dull knife with no pigimis and you're shechting smoothly for an hour, it's a shechita. Because you're, at least you're continuing to do it. As long as you're in the process, as long as you're doing what you should be doing, it's not a hafzik. So, basically, whatever you do, you have really, really, really good backing. Because the Gemara seems to say, leave it shalom. Taisa seems to say, cut it, except on Shabbos. The Taz seems to say, always leave it shalom, because it's not a problem. So, the Magen Avram brings from the Shla the magic bullet that takes care of everything. And this is going to sound very familiar because this is what we do. Says the Magen Avram, make a nick, a niche. And as you remember from your good old working, woodworking days in Cheris Plate Camp, that like once you get that original groove, it's very easy to solve. The, the hard part is like before you have a groove, is like you try putting the knife and you slip it off. And then it slips off again. Once you have that groove, it's going to go smoothly. So says the Magen Avram in the name of the Shla, what you should do is as follows. Before Hamaitzi, make a little nick in the challah. Before you, before you make Hamaitzi, you should make a little nick in the challah. <coughs> then make the bracha, and it's a shalom. We'll talk about that in one second. Make, make a bracha to shalom. And then you won't have a hefsik problem because you already made a nick. So the Magen Avram makes everyone happy. And this is something you do during Shabbos during the week. This way it makes the Taz happy, it makes Taisus happy, it makes the Gemara happy. It's a Shalim, it's, it's Mamash a great Eitzah. It's such a good Eitzah, all of Klai Yisrael adopted it. Do you have to get back to that? No, should I tell you why? Because the whole thing's a joke nowadays, because I could cut my challah. I, you know, my challah's, like, you know, it's not a rock. And, and my knife is a good knife. So if you cut in a different part of the challah, it doesn't matter. Right, right, so right, right, right. Kind of but it's, you hear where it's coming from. Now, there's one last thing that this minute is important to know. What's this business with a nick? So the Pesachet Shuba brings over there from the Chacham Tzvi that less than 148th of a challah is not called a chaser. So this is very helpful two times a year, and in Izzy's house always. It's very helpful, Shal Shudas, when you're making the Hamoitzi on matzah, that like, you know, like, let's say the matzah got cracked a little. It's fine. It's less than 148th of the challah. And it's, is missing a piece. it's missing a piece. It's missing a piece. And it's extremely helpful on Pesach. I mean, right, you know, it was like, it doesn't have to be a perfect thing. It could be like a little... Like, no, and I don't mean like when you see it's like brown over there, like dark, that's how it was baked. That's Bacham and Akhazra. But even if you could see it was cracked off, which sometimes happened, if it's less than 148, 2%, if it's less than 148th of the matzah, it's called a shalim, it's not called a chaser. So, this is the backdrop to the Magan Avram and the Shla that you're allowed to make that little nick because you can have your cake and eat it too, no pun intended, which means you can make a nick. It's less than 148th of the challah, so you have the din shalim, but it definitely assists you in cutting it, so you're not going to have the you're not going to have the chesaron issue. Besides that, he's arguing about Gemara, but even the din of the challah, you do it because you have an enemy or a lachmisha. A lachmisha can't be more important than a pachal brachah. No, because because that was the thing we said on Amad Aleph. 
it's not a bracha of a talish, it's a chashivas issue. You're allowed, you're allowed to make, everyone agrees that if you only have slices in front of you, you're allowed to make. But he's saying it's a hefsek if you do it. He's saying it's a hefzik, so you have to do it, but on Shabbos, we're going to do it for... for oh, oh, no, because in his world, that it's a real hefzik, meaning not like the Taz, the totally yeah, rejects so, so, it, so, 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 I hear, I hear. It is saying, like, that shouldn't ra- rank compared to that. Good, good point, good point, good point. Based on what we've been saying, the Gemara brings the next sugya, itmar, <laughs> like this in a brysa. Hey, view of name, psisin ushleimen. They brought in front of them Psisin and Shleiman. Now Rashi explains that this is going, that this is going, Gishmaka Psisin and Shivacha Shleiman, meaning as follows. Case we said last night, case we said last night, that you go to Simcha and they put by your seat those horrible dinner rolls from HS. Those terrible dinner rolls, they're mamish, not good. And at the same time, there's like a gishmaka sudachala that like the balsim made, like by a shevabrach, it's a gishmaka sudachala. Or there's like stam sliced bread on the table. So you have a gishmaka cut bread versus a terrible shalim. Itma. Heviu the fneim, psisim shleiman, pieces and shalims. Now what's the competition? The competition is between gishmaka psisim and shevacha shleiman. Omer of Huna, mevarech ala psisin upaitres hashleiman. You should pick the pieces and use that to potter up the shleiman, which means you're going to make one hamaitzi. Eventually, you're going to get hungry, so you're going to eat all the bread. Which one should be your go-to for the hamaitzi that you're actually making the hamaitzi on? And which one should be the add-on, the carry-along? That you're using the Hamaitzi to also take care of. Says the Farshita, says, says Rav Huna, you make your Hamaitzi on the sliced bread because it's more Gishmak. Rav Yechanan Amr, nope. Shleim mitzvah min ha-muvcher. A Shalem, a Shalem is a mitzvah min ha-muvcher, and this is how we paskin. And therefore, the fact that it's Shalem, even though it's not Gishmak, gives it precedence over the sliced bread, and you're supposed to make your hamaitzi on the shalit. Points out the Gemara, an important thing which you're going to think has no relevance to us, but has massive relevance. Avo shalchitim, a cut piece of wheat bread, v'shleim shalseren, and a shalim of inferior barley bread, divrei hakom uvarech ala prusa of course you make a bracha, a prusa shalchitan, of course you make a bracha on the piece of wheat bread, and you patter the shlema shal sire. Tysus says, Tysus Mubarak, that this is not just true in a competition, competition between wheat bread and barley bread, which none of us ever had this problem in our lives. It's also a competition between good wheat bread and shvacha wheat bread. A lot of Paiskim say that whole wheat challah, that whole wheat challah has a din of inferior challah compared to good old-fashioned white challah. And, and, therefore, and therefore, you know, like, I'm not going to say which relatives of mine, not in my immediate family, but in my unimmediate family, and trust me, not my parents. Um, 
So they're into the they're into the whole wheat challah. So what's the determining factor? Because it's more, it's more gourmet. Oh, so so oh, what's so 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 like this? A lot of times, so Friday night, the one one like white challah and one whole wheat challah, and then they make a couple of fun. Shabbos day, there's still whole there's still slices of white challah, and then there's just whole wheat challah shleimim. A lot of places can tell you, in this case, take the white challah off the table, put it in the kitchen, and make the broth on the whole wheat, because a lot of places can hold that white challah is a, is a superior product to whole wheat challah, and therefore would fall under this halacha that there's not even a machl, I guess, that of course you would make the bracha on the sliced white challah above the shalim whole wheat challah. That doesn't hold. go by the culture of the society. So, so, so uh, other pesim, other pesim may agree with you, and other and other pesim say it's taste. Yeah, but back then, in those days, that, that was considered right. superior. It was like fechi bread. Right, 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 right. So, so you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right. In order to avoid this this problem, you you know you're right. Plenty of people agree with you. In order to avoid this problem, take the sliced challah off the table. What about more expensive? Whole wheat is more expensive. Whole wheat is more expensive. The, the kids like whole wheat better. Which kids? Which kids? Which kids? Oh, what about <laughs> 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 what about white flour, 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 white I mean, but it's like the same because you're not talking yeah. about like, yeah. the food. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, well, my said, bread. So, in other this case, this case, a lot of Paiskim hold. If you read through this Taisu with the Sar Mikutsi and Rabbeinu Shimshin, the, the, a lot of Paiskim hold that, that, and like definitely, definitely, I mean, this is like less common, getting into weird cases, like pumpernickel bread and, and white bread. But in other words, but the lot of Paiskim hold is going on whole wheat and white bread. And therefore, if you have such a case, I, I've been in a house that has this case. Yeah, not mine. But I've been in a house that has this case that you have <clears throat> leftover pieces of challah from the Friday night suit that were white bread. Don't you cover, huh? cover sliced bread anyway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called removing it from the table. Yeah. What's sour though? What is that for? What is that for? Last yeah. years, you don't know? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> says, okay, we'll, we'll save the Machalikistan for tomorrow night. Okay, fine, very good.